Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. You know, something really began to stir in my spirit uh, concerning this coming year, and then really just the season that we're going into, not just necessarily just a year, but a season we're going into. I mean, the word of the Lord came on to me, and he began to speak to me about how, and here's what he said. He said, I am making available a season of overflow for my people. Amen? Well, thank you for those two amens. Let me, let me try that one more time. He said, I'm making available a season of overflow for my people. I'm going to try it one more time. He said, I'm making available a season of overflow for my people. Okay, that's a little better. And, and I say a season because obviously nothing lasts forever. We need to understand. Everything has a beginning. Everything, everything has an end. But especially as we are drawing near to the end of this age, the day of the Lord draws nigh. The return of our Lord Jesus Christ is imminent. We must be prepared. And the preparation requires us to be filled to overflowing. You're going to have to live in the overflow on a daily basis. This can't be something that's going to happen from a meeting to a meeting or a conference to a conference. But God is providing this season for his people to step into a lifestyle of overflow. Amen. And let me tell you why this is so important, why this is so needed, and what, why this is so significant. Because we must receive more than enough, which is an abundance. Because the Bible promises an abundance. God promises an abundance. And we're going to have to step into an, a, a, this level of abundance in our lives. Okay? Because what used to help you get by in the past is not going to be enough. For that reason, God is preparing a season where God's people can enter into an, an, a superabundance and overflow. In every area, every dimension of your life overflowing with blessings. Proverbs 3, 9, 10, right? Every dimension of your life overflowing with blessings. Because many Christians receive just enough. Many more, not even enough, because less than enough. And we've had this just getting by mentality. We've got to get out of this just getting by mentality. And how do you enter in? How do you... How do you receive this? By faith. You receive it by faith. It doesn't even matter how it looks. It doesn't even matter how you feel. You receive this by faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Because this is going to prepare you. Because many are not prepared. They're not, people are not ready for what's coming. But this overflow will prepare us for what I've been calling the final push. The final push. Remember Jesus talked about birth pains. He likened the end of the age, the signs of his return, the signs of the end of the age to birth pains. Well, you know, when you go through birth pains, you push, you push, and then there's that final push, right? So we're about to come into the final push. Amen. We're about to come into the final push. And you've got to be prepared for this final push. 
okay? This is the day of the greater works. This is the day of the last move of God upon the earth. And we will only succeed if we live and minister out of the overflow. Why? Because one thing that we must understand and we're, gonna, we're facing now and we're going to face it even more as we see the end of this age drawing to a close, there's going to be an overflow of wickedness and evil like never before. There's going to be an overflow. So out there in the world, there's going to be an overflow of wickedness, evil, deception like never before. Why? Because the devil is preparing the world for the final push towards the rise of the Antichrist, his agenda. But you have to understand, he doesn't control the times. Even though he may think that he controls the times, he doesn't. Because Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation, and then the end shall come. We determine the end. The devil doesn't. Do you understand me? And we are the restraint. When, when the church is removed, then obviously this overflow of wickedness is not going to have anything to resist it. And it will just basically overflow almost overnight. But right now, yes, he's pushing his agenda. But you've got to understand, he doesn't determine the end. We do. God is in control of what's going to happen. He has an agenda. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he has a plan and he has a purpose for his church. Because the word of God is under the fiercest attack we've ever seen. People are ready. Honestly, people are ready. Many people are ready to accept the one world leader, the one world government, the one world religion. I mean, you know, I don't know if you're aware. I was just talking about this. In Sweden now, people are being chipped already. I, 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 talked about, I began to talk about this about four years ago when Sweden announced that they're going to become the first cashless society. And they actually, they were the first ones to actually institute cash money, Sweden. So it's not even that long ago, only about 360, 70 years ago, they instituted the first form of cash money that we know. Now they said that they're taking pride in the fact that they're going to become the first cashless society. People are already being chipped. Remember I shared this, it was on uh, USA Today headline news just a few months ago. USA Today said, you will be chipped. And I never... Never read USA Today. The only time I ever see USA Today is usually at a hotel. Anybody travel on business, you see USA Today usually in hotels, right? And I actually happened to be checking into a hotel, and I, and I saw it, and I, I shouted. I said, no, actually, I wasn't checking into a hotel. We, I, was, I was showing up for the Bible school. It was at the Embassy Suites. I was showing up for River School of Ministry, and I was talking to the receptionist to fix a situation, and I saw in USA Today, he said, you will be chipped. And I shouted, I said, absolutely not. And the lady looked at me, what are you talking about? I said, I will never be chipped. And she just looked at me puzzled. I said, I'm not going to be chipped. She just looked at me. That was a strong statement on headline, statement on a newspaper. I had to make a strong statement that I will not be chipped. Amen. I mean, we, we are, this thing, things are accelerating people. Things I don't, we, you need to realize. But people are just out in la-la land. Most people don't realize what's happening. But, but if you do kind of get awakened to this stuff, and then you can kind of go the other way, because I've also talked to, you know, believers, people coming to this church, and 
visiting or other people that, you know, they're always out there looking at all the stuff that's happening, and then they get overwhelmed, and they get into fear. So, yes, it's good to kind of know what's going on on the other side in the natural, but we can't be focused on the natural. Otherwise, you're going to see the overflow of the wickedness and evil, and you're going to be overwhelmed by it. And you're not going to know what to do about it. You're not going to have a remedy. But we, as believers, we have the Word of God. We have the Spirit of God. He's preparing us. We're not going to be cut off without a remedy. We're not going to be caught unaware. We're not going to be caught unprepared. God is preparing an overflow for His people to get them ready. In the midst of this overflow of evil and wickedness and deception, we're going to have an overflow of God's goodness, God's power, God's glory, God's wisdom, God's provision, God's supernatural favor. Glory to God. Because if you're not in the overflow and if you're not having God's presence and power overflowing out of your life, what's overflowing out there is going to overwhelm you. That's why many believers, unfortunately, are not ready. And one of my assignments that I feel, it's been, you know, since 2010 to prepare the church for the final days. Get ready, get people ready for the end times. Get the church ready. Speak about these things because people are not speaking about these things. Most churches are not speaking about these things. Most pastors are clueless. I was talking to a pastor from San Diego and I said, you know, hey, you, you, you know that the Federal Reserve is a private corporation. They actually create money and control money. He just looked at me like, well, what do you mean? He didn't have any clue. What's going on? Most people don't have a clue what's going on. Amen. But you know one of the things? The Lord Jesus appeared to the late, great Oral Roberts, and the Lord Jesus spoke to him about an end-time wealth transfer for the righteous. That's a part of the overflow. The wealth of the wicked, the overflowing wealth of the wicked is going to be transferred into the hands of the righteous. Oh, you didn't hear me. This is not some fairy tale. This is Bible. This is Bible. This is end time prophecy. That the wealth of the wicked will be transferred into the hands of the righteous. That's a part of the overflow that's coming to the church. I'm telling you. This is going to be supernatural. It happened. It happened in Egypt. When the children of Israel were leaving, God said, I will give you favor. And you will strip the Egyptians of all the wealth. And they were overflowing with wicked wealth that was made on the back of the Israelites. And overnight, the Lord gave them such supernatural favor, the Bible says, that they went in and stripped the Egyptians. They asked and they took. They stripped the Egyptians of all their wealth overnight. God brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one sick or feeble among their tribes. The wealth... The evil wealth was transferred into the hands of the righteous so that God's plan and purpose for that time could be established. Well, God has a plan and purpose for the nations. God has a plan and purpose for the peoples. God has a plan and purpose for His church. And it is a plan of overflow. He is purposing to release an overflow in His church. Will every believer, Christian, be a partaker of it? No. Only those that understand it only those that position themselves and only those that press in to live in and out of an overflow on a daily basis. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming, people. It's coming. Hallelujah. This is going to get us ready for what's coming. 
the overflow of God is going to get you ready for what's coming, what's going to overflow in the world. Gross darkness shall cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord, hallelujah, is going to be upon you, is going to rise upon you. It's going to overflow out of your life. Hallelujah. This is how we will be able to not only survive, but thrive in the midst of what we see happening. Hallelujah. If you look at what's happening, you're going to be overwhelmed by it. But like I said, faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing. If you will hear what the Spirit has to say to the church, you will be positioned to live in the overflow. You'll be positioned to overcome in these final days. Like Jesus said, he who overcomes to the end shall be saved. And we are overcomers. We're not going to be overcome by what's out there because greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. That means the, the, the overflow in us must be greater, the overflow of God's goodness, the overflow of God's glory and power and provision must be greater than the overflow of wickedness and evil and deception out there. That's how you'll make it. And you will be strong. You will not be shaken. Many will be shaken. Many, many will be in panic. Many will be in fear. Many will be lost, but you will not be lost. You will know exactly what God's doing. You will know exactly what your assignment is. You will walk in it, and you will overcome, and you will prosper. Glory to God. You'll be a part of God's end-time plan for the glorious church. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe in an end-time glorious church. I am not a defeatist. I believe in a victorious church. I believe in a powerful church. I believe in an overcoming church. Hallelujah. Because some believers have already given up. They're just like wait, sitting, waiting on. It's already too late. They're waiting for Jesus just to come and rescue them. Not on my watch. I have not given up. I am not going to be sitting on the sidelines just waiting for Jesus to come and rescue me. I am going to occupy till he comes. You are going to occupy till he comes. You are going to fulfill your divine destiny. You're going to rise up strong. You're going to rise up powerful. You're going to rise up victorious. You're going to rise up prosperous. Amen. You're going to rise up in the anointing. You're going to overflow and you're going to overcome. Hallelujah. You're not going to be overcome. You're not going to be overwhelmed. You are going to overcome. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew. When you realize who you are, I pray, I pray. Yeah, you're coming in to hear this, aren't you? Yes, 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 yes. When you realize who you are, when you realize who lives on the inside of you, when you realize the plan and purpose God has for your life, it changes everything. It changes everything. And when it begins to overflow in your life, when you begin to radiate out of your pores, hope. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What was that verse? Remember? Romans 15, 13. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him and may the power of the holy spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope that right there will just blow up the planet that one that one verse right there has power to shake a nation i'm telling you right now when you get a hold of this when this is a reality in your life when you're overflowing with this 
Nothing can stop you. You'll be an unstoppable. Because of the uncontainable joy, you'll be unstoppable. It's time for unstoppable believers to rise up. Because we have an unstoppable God who lives on the inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. No more of this defeated, given up mindset or just getting by mindset. Because, listen, what, get, what got you by five years ago is not going to get you by five years from now. You're going to have to overflow. You're going to have to overflow. You're going to have to live and minister out of an overflow. Glory to God. Is this helping anybody here tonight? This overflow is going to prepare the church, the believer, for the final push. Because we're seeing now there's a, there's a push to redefine everything. Redefine marriage, gender, morality, truth, everything. There's such a push to pollute the world. There's such a push to defile the world. I mean, what, what was appalling just 10 years ago is normal now. People are being desensitized. They're being overwhelmed and overcome by what's being pushed by the enemy. You understand me? There's a push to redefine all borders, demolish all boundaries, not only physical boundaries, nation states, destroy them all, just bring them into all this one world order, but also financial, moral, ethical, spiritual boundaries. There's a push to pack, push beyond boundaries. We were talking about, you know, how it's, so, it's prevalent in a lot of these church people, alcohol is just, it's, it's flowing like a, instead of the, the spirit of God flowing, alcohol is flowing. I've been around these pastors getting drunk, sloppy drunk on alcohol. It's, it's, and it's normal to them. And they hang out and drink with their, with, with, with their congregant, congregant, congregants, congregation members. It, it's ridiculous that it's, it, it's normal. It's accepted. That's a problem, people. That is, this is a big problem. Boundaries have been crossed. See, once you cross a boundary, it's, it's much easier to just keep crossing it, and, and, and the enemy will just keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. You know? That's why it's so important that we have boundaries. The Word of God puts boundaries on certain things. But the enemy, he wants to, you know, you know what? He wants to proliferate the flesh. Let the flesh be free. That's not freedom. It's total bondage. It is total bondage. It degrades morality. It degrades. It defiles the mind. It defiles the anointing. It defiles the word of God. So obviously the enemy comes. He wants to destroy all boundaries to where there are no boundaries on anything. Anything goes. Like the book of Judges. People, everybody did whatever was right in their own minds. And, and it was total chaos. And then they were totally, they were in total bondage. The enemy ruled over them until people rose up in the anointing and they begin to say, no, it, it shouldn't be this way. We need to take a hold of the word of God. We need to take a hold of the promises of the word of God and we need to protect what God has given us. See, the church must rise up. We've got to protect what God's given us. It, it, it's not necessarily a physical promised land, but we have promises of the word of God. We've got to protect what God has promised us. we got to take a hold of what God has promised us. And we got to believe it. we got to stand for it. And we got to fight for it. And we've got to protect it. When we begin to protect what God has promised to us, then we're going to stop entering into an overflow of God's abundance and provision and power, glory and anointing in our lives. Why? Because we don't compromise. The compromising church will not be in the overflow. 
They'll be in a place of lack. They'll be in a place of struggle. But the non-compromising church will be unstoppable. You've seen that unstoppable God, right? That's, that's who lives on the inside of us. What are the words again? Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on, overflow. Unstoppable God, let your glory overflow. Go on and on and on and on, overflow. Overflow. Overflow is in the Bible over 60 times. It's not just some little minor thing. It's mentioned over 60 times. God promises overflow over 60 times. Powerful, powerful stuff. Amen. So as we are entering the final push of what the enemy is trying to do, the end time vision of Satan, no boundaries, no standards. He defines what he defines as freedom is really bondage. And that's how people fall into the bondage of sin because it obviously it comes, you know, it comes like a carrot dangling in front of you. It looks, looks attractive, but it really isn't. It's really poison. And then people are taking the freedom of the flesh where there are no longer any boundaries. But God is preparing his people for an overflow of his glory, his goodness, his provision, his prosperity, part of the end time wealth transfer, the end time harvest of souls that's going to come in. The nations are going to be shaken because he said, once again, I will shake heaven and earth and I will shake all nations. God's going to shake the nations. We are in a time of God shaking the nations. But how is God going to shake nations? God's going to shake nations through you. First, he's got to shake you. Then he's going to use you to shake nations. How many of you believe that God can use you to shake this nation? How many of you believe that God can send you to shake another nation? Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need the islands shaken. We need the cities shaken. We need the continents shaken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's going to take men and women of God overflowing. Hallelujah. I mean, think about this. Paul was put on a ship as a prisoner. He ends up shipwrecked on the island of Malta. He had such an overflow that the island of Malta ended up getting shaken. And then all the wealth of Malta started coming to him. I mean, you want to talk about that. Peter's shadow. Peter's shadow, overwhelming people, falling on people. They were being healed. They were being delivered. What was that? It was the overflow. It was the overflow coming out. He was splashing on people. Thank you, Jesus. You need to be so full that you need to splash on people. Glory to God. Smith Wigglesworth, he walked onto a train. And he was walking, and there were two Catholic priests. Now, obviously, they're in their Catholic priestly garments, you know, screaming, we're Catholic priests, we're Catholic priests. Smith Wigglesworth gets on the train in a suit, like a man, just regular, whatever everybody wore in those days, probably even a top hat or whatever they had, you know. So he walks on this train, he's walking by. The two Catholic priests come after him, falling on their knees, saying, pray for us, you convict us. When Catherine Kuhlman, when she used to check into hotels, people on the floor above her would start to fall on the floor in their rooms. When she'd be walking by the reception, people start weeping and shaking. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. I had that happen to me. I, I walked into a church. I was walking by. People started to fall from the, uh, from the, before the service began. People, people started to fall. There were only just a few ushers there. I got there. But the ushers started to fall out of their chairs. We need to walk in this on a daily basis. It certainly changes soul winning and evangelism, doesn't it? We need, to, we need to be in such an overflow. Hallelujah. People, when you walk, people will start giving you stuff. You'll have such favor on you. People will be giving you things, or they, they'll, they'll want to say, you know, yes. They will not be able to say no. Yes will come out. Glory to God. That's the overflow. The world, I'll tell you right now, the world is waiting for that church. The world is looking for that church. They, the world has seen the religious church. They don't want to have anything to do with it. I saw the religious church as a Muslim. I, I mocked it. I mocked it. I remember I was in my freshman year in college, and uh, it was um, spring break time, and so we went to, I went to stay, you know, I was in Texas, my parents were in Tampa, it was a long way, I couldn't get home, and so they said, why don't you come stay with us, and I went, you know, stay for a few days with their family, they were a Catholic family, I didn't know anything, it was a Sunday morning, they said, uh, let's go to breakfast, I said, oh, I'm hungry, I'm just ready, somebody, you're freshman in college, somebody's going to get you breakfast, <laughs> yes, breakfast. So they said, oh, and so we got in the car. We're going with the parents and my friend. And they said, oh, by the way, we're going to make a stop along the way. So we pulled in from this big Catholic church. And uh, so we got out and they went in. And they said, you know, if, if you can come if you want or you stay out there. I'll, I'll, I'll come. How, I, said, I said, how long will it take? About a few minutes. No. They got in and they stood and mass was going on. They dipped and they did whatever they were doing. And, they, mm, and, and, and then they said, okay, good, let's go to breakfast. And I looked at it and I, I, I left. I, said, I left. I mocked it. Religion is a terrible thing. On the way to breakfast, they just did their little thing. Yeah, it took about a few minutes like they said. So that didn't help me at all. And I was looking. I was looking for God because I had that encounter when I was 17. I had the Lord speak to me in an audible voice and the power of God delivered me, touched me. So I was, I was, I was seeking, but that wasn't what I was seeking. The world's seen religion and what doesn't want to have anything to do with it. The world mocks religion. It's terrible. It makes a mockery. Of the gospel, it makes a mockery of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ. But when the world sees a believer who's overflowing with the glory of God, with the power of God, hallelujah, with the joy of the Lord, radiating with hope, hope oozing out of your pores and full of faith and joy and power and prospering. Amen. Look at religion. Religion wants everybody poor. That's, why would anybody want to go to? They got enough problems. They don't need one more. They, don't, they have enough problems. They don't need another problem. Join a church. Why, why should I join a church? I have enough problems. But when we become a solution, when the power of God, when the word of God, 
when the glory of God begins to change people's lives and then they begin to see that in your life, when you're overflowing, it makes you attractive. And that's exactly what he said. I will fill my, Haggai 2, I will fill my house with glory. And the desire of all nations will come, will be attracted to it. When you, when you are, because remember, you are the house. When you are full of glory, when you are overflowing God's glory, you become attractive. People will be attracted to you. The anointing is that the nations will come to your light. Hallelujah. So it's time for us to be an overflowing church. Believers that are overflowing. Hallelujah. And then watch and see what begins to happen. You attract favor. You'll attract money. You'll attract uh, all kinds of stuff. The desire of all nations will begin to be attracted to you. People will be attracted to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Think about Joseph. He was in prison, but because he was overflowing, Pharaoh was, was attracted to him. So much so that Pharaoh put him in charge of all of his treasure and all of his house. I would say that is attraction. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Overflow, overflow, overflow. Hallelujah. God's preparing this, his people for an overflow of his glory, his goodness, his provision, his prosperity, his power, his anointing, his wisdom. How many want wisdom? Knowledge to overflow in our lives. And only those who live out of the overflow will succeed and overcome in these final days. Like I said, the Bible talks about overflow over 60 times. Now I'm going to present to you two definitions of overflow from the dictionary. The first one, it says this, it's a great flow of something that overwhelms. How about a great flow of the glory of God that overwhelms? How about a great flow of God's provision that overwhelms? How about a great flow of God's anointing that overwhelms? Thank you, Jesus. How many of you want to have that great overflow that's going to overwhelm you? Not only going to overwhelm you, overwhelm others. Hallelujah. So it's a flood. There's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. What you see now is nothing. There's a flood coming. Get ready for the flood of God. Not a flood of destruction, because he promised that he will never do that again. But it's a flood of blessing. Oh, you didn't hear me. Let me try that one more time. There is a flood of blessing coming to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Who's getting all stirred up? Thank you, Jesus. You need to get stirred up. Listen to the second definition of overflow. It's a state or an instance of going beyond what is usual, proper, standard, or needed. You're not going to just have your needs met. You're going to overflow. You're going to meet the needs of many others. Yes. Hallelujah. It's time to go beyond the usual. The church world is so good at just settling into traditions of just being ordinary and average and usual. We need to go beyond the usual. Hallelujah. God, listen, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. 
unusual. Hallelujah. Your life is going to be unusual. You're not going to be usual. You're going to be unusual. You're not going to be average. You're going to go beyond average. You're not going to be standard. You're going to be above the standard. We're going to raise the standard. We're going to overflow and go beyond the standard. We're going to overflow and go beyond the usual. We're going to overflow and go beyond, hallelujah, what is needed. We're not going to settle for what is needed because that's just get by mentality. Because what gets you by now is not going to get you by five years from now. Do you understand me? You have to be at another level. And that's what people don't understand. You see, the church world is so good at just settling at one level and just maintaining. It's, it's how it goes. And what's, like I said, what's getting people by, what's getting all those mega churches by, is not going to get them by a year or two or three from now. I'm telling you right, right now. I'm t- some of those places will empty out overnight. Some of those places will empty out overnight. When there's a little shaking, they'll empty out overnight. I'm telling you right now. You look at what happens when a hurricane's coming to Florida. Look at what happens. It's got... When a hurricane comes in the realm of the finances, in the realm of politics, in the realm, when, when those kinds of shakings come, they, they won't be ready. People won't be ready. But you will be ready because you'll be living in the overflow. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be ready because you'll be living in the overflow. You'll be prepared. You'll be ready for what's coming. Hallelujah. It's time to go beyond what's needed. Because, you know, if you just listen, if you're just believing God for just what's needed, it's all about you. But when you begin to believe God for more than what's needed, hallelujah, now you qualify for the overflow. Because why should God give you an overflow when you just, it's only, it's only about you? I posed a question. Hallelujah. I was in a meeting some years ago, and the Spirit of God was being poured out, and I said, Lord, I want to drink. I want to drink. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, who are you drinking for? I said, he said, are you just drinking for yourself? Are you drinking for a nation? Because that's going to determine how much I pour out to you. And it was a revelation. I said, Lord, I want to drink for the nations. I want to drink, I want to be so filled that when I leave this place, I can pour out upon thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Hallelujah. That I can be a river in a desert place. I can be an oasis in a desert place. He says, okay, because that determines how much I can pour out into you. So drink for the nations. Don't just drink for yourself. Don't just drink for the fa- your family. Drink for a city. When we drink here, let's drink for a city. Let's drink for a state. Let's drink for a nation. Hallelujah. Let's not just drink for ourselves. Because that determines the measure he measures out to us. See? He says, with the measure you measure, it'll be measured to you. So how much measure do you have? You want a teaspoonful? You want a, huh? How much do you want? You want a bucketful? Amen. You want a big, big ocean full. Drink and, and ask the Lord to enlarge your capacity to receive. Come on, lift your hands right now. Father, we ask that you enlarge our capacity to receive. Hallelujah. What we've been able to receive in the past.
It's not enough. We want to receive more. We want to receive so much more. Take us to a higher level. Bring us into a greater flow. Hallelujah. And overflow in the name of Jesus. A greater measure that we can receive. We can believe God for a greater measure. In the name of Jesus that we'll be able to believe God for greater finances. Not just for ourselves or our family. That we can believe God for our church. We can, we can believe God for our city. We can believe God for neighborhoods. That we can go reach neighborhoods. We can go reach cities. We can go reach nations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That we can believe God for bigger things. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't settle. It's time to go to another level. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You like that. Don't settle. You're going to tweet that now, aren't you? Don't settle. Believe God for another level. Hallelujah. So, somebody said, well, is this in the Bible? Yes, it is. Matthew chapter 25. You know the parable of the ten virgins, right? Verse 1. At the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish ill-prepared says the passion translation they were ill-prepared they were not prepared and that's what happened to me in 2010 i had an open vision i saw many people were not prepared they were overcome and overwhelmed with panic and fear and deception and they were just lost lost a great gross darkness was coming upon people and they didn't know which way to go and these were believers and I heard the Lord speak to me and said, many are not ready for what's coming. Those who live by information will not succeed in these final days. Only those who live by revelation will overcome and will succeed. He said, there's a false sense of security in many believers. And what's getting them by now will not get them by later. They have to step to another level. They have to press into me like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it shook me. It shook me. I mean, I know end time prophecy. I read my Bible. But, you know, when you see something like that, it, it, it just like burned in my, it burned into my spirit. It got in my bones. Because I saw, I saw the faces of those people running around. I saw them. I saw them in total panic. They didn't know what to do. They were running to one another and, and nobody could help them. The ones that they were running to, uh, the ones that were running to were all just as lost as they were. And I got this revelation. I, it, 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 it really, it, it did something to me. Every time I close my eyes, I mean, I can go see that. I, you go right there. It's like, and I realize I have to speak to people about these things to get them ready. And what the Lord's been speaking in the last few months is about this overflow that's coming to the church. And it's to prepare us for the final push. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be ready? Come on. Because if I don't get you ready, then I'm not doing my job. I'm not going to sugarcoat this thing, tell you, hey, man, just go out, watch a movie, Starbucks, everything's cool, eat some popcorn, some cotton candy, sing Kumbaya, la, 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 it's all will be well. No, for many, it will not be well because they're not ready. They're not ready. We have to get ready. We have to get ready. Look at this. They were ill-prepared for they took no extra oil for their lamps, no overflow. Five of them were wise and sensible, for they took flasks of 
extra oil with their lamps overflow. They had more than enough. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. All the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. See, what used to get them by now is not enough to get them by. They had run on that level of oil, and it was, it was okay, but now it, it's not enough. It's running out. It's less than enough. And so they go to the ones, the five wise ones who had more than enough. Share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. Now watch what they said. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go and buy some for yourself. So what they're saying is we've lived in the overflow, but that overflow is just enough now. And it's going to get us to the final push. Because the level of what, what's needed is going to be much higher. The level of what's needed is going to be much higher. And the compromise will be exposed. People can kind of cruise along in a state of compromise. But then when suddenly what comes upon them, now they're exposed. They're really, it's not enough. It's not enough. And then look, the, the response is very interesting. Go and buy some for yourselves. And I meditated on that, prayed about that for for a while, and, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, I, I said, why are they telling them to go by? And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, because that's how they approach their Christian life. It was like, almost like a business transaction. Because that's what buying and selling is. You know, it's always an even exchange, right? I mean, you know, if you go buy a, you know, let's just say you're going to go buy a flat screen TV. Let's say, I mean, even the best one's a couple of thousand dollars, just, you know, one for your house. If you say, I'd like to buy this it's $250,000 a quarter. You'd be like, what? That's crazy. It, it, it's not proportionate, right? But if you go to buy a Lamborghini and, and they say $250,000, it's not necessarily going to shock you. If they tell you $2,500, I'll buy f five of those right now, you know. Why? Because it's an even exchange. You, you, you know, there's a price set. So buy, buying and selling, it, that's how they approach their Christian life. It was always like, okay, well, I'm going to give this much to you, Lord. What are you going to give me? But it doesn't work that way. You got to give God everything. You got to lay everything on the altar. And it can't always be about what I'm going to get back now. There are some things we're not, we're not going to be rewarded for on this, on this side. There are other things, there are things we're only going to be rewarded for on the other side. And I don't know about you, but I don't want just to have all my rewards here and show up to heaven and have nothing to show for. I, I'd rather have all my rewards on the other side, honestly. I'd rather be honored by the Lord than be honored by men. I don't know about you. It's good to honor one another, and the Bible tells us to give honor where honor is due. But I'll tell you what, I want my rewards on the other side. Hallelujah. I mean, there are things, and especially in ministry, I mean, you give, you sow, and many times it feels like, you know, you, you don't get much back. But you know what? We don't do it for what we're going to get back on this side. We're going to do it because we want to, number one, glorify the Lord, do it unto Him. And we want to build the kingdom. And if you're a kingdom builder, you realize the world's not going to recognize you and honor you and reward you. The world's going to criticize you. The world's going to attack you. The world's going to mock you. But if you're looking for the world's approval, you're going to be a compromised preacher. And that's the sad state that we're dealing with. we got a lot of preachers who want to pat on the back from the world. And they are compromised. And the church is compromised. And the believers are compromised. 
As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I want the world to attack me and, and criticize me. I want the world to say, you're radical. I want the world to say, well, you know what? You, you're a little too much. Amen. I serve a too much God. Amen. I want the world to, to, to attack me for preaching the word of God because Jesus said that we will be persecuted for righteousness sake. We'll be persecuted for the word's sake. And if I'm watering down the word so that I won't be persecuted by the world, then there's going to be a day coming. And I, I don't want to stand before the Lord knowing that I've compromised. And I'm not going to have anyone ever who sat under my ministry point a finger at me in heaven and say, you didn't tell me. I didn't know this was coming. You just were a chicken. And you were too chicken not to offend me. You didn't tell me. You understand what I'm saying? How many of you rather have a preacher that will tell you the truth and to get you ready than lie to you just to keep you comfortable now? Well, I don't want to be that one because I'll suffer double judgment. Not only for compromising, I'll get judged myself. I'll be judged for you, causing you to compromise and be a stumbling block. Oh, it's better for one who's a stumbling block to these little ones to have a millstone hung around their neck and thrown into the sea. I'm not going to be that one. Amen. And I'm not going to be one that tickles ears just to get a big crowd. I don't want a big crowd. I want people who have big faith. I want people who have big, 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 big God on the inside of them. Because I know I can, take, I can take 300, you understand me, who have a big God on the inside of them. Then 22,000 who don't know anything. Because you can do, do more with those 300. You can, do, you can do more with 120 carrying the fire of God than 120,000 frozen chosen sitting like popsicles in some big church. Come on now. Am I telling the truth? Okay. Hallelujah. It's good to be with family. Who can endure? <laughs> Who can endure? It says... The day will come when people will not endure sound doctrine. It's good to have people who will endure sound doctrine. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so this is not some business transaction. Lord, you know, I'll give you this and what will I get? What's in it for me? What will I get in return? That's, you know, proportional because you're going to lay your life down and it's not going to be proportional. Jesus laid his life down was not very proportional in, 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 you know, in the natural. But now, of course, you know, he gets us back in return. So let's be eternally, eternally minded, focused on eternity, and have an eternal purpose attached to everything that we do. Amen. Because eventually what happened... While the five girls were out buying oil, <laughs> looking for a church, I guess they will sell them some oil. You can't buy the anointing, but there is a cost. There's a price. You know what it will cost you? Everything. It will cost you everything. 
It'll cost you everything. But it'll be so worth it. Because you'll live in the overflow. Oh, the return will be amazing. You'll never regret laying it all life, laying your, laying your life and all of it down for the cause of the kingdom. You'll never regret it. Hallelujah. Not one time will you ever regret serving the Lord. Hallelujah. So they go, they're looking. Then while they, while they were waiting, the door opens. They're escorted inside to the wedding party to enjoy the feast. Oh, what a feast that will be. Oh, what a feast that will be. There are no words to describe the feast. The wedding supper of the Lamb. Oh, the feast, the heavenly feast. The eternal, glorious heavenly feast. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that can compare. The billionaires here can feast on earth. Oh, nothing will compare to the feast we will have in heaven. I'm not missing that feast for anything. I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, they can give me the whole world, put a gold fence around it, inscribe my name in every stone all around. He said, I will not exchange it for one drop of the anointing. Hallelujah. The overflow of God's glory. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door, pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away. Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. That is the reason you should always stay awake and be alert, be ready, be prepared, for you do not know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Obviously, we don't know the day or the hour. I'm not here to give you a day or an hour. I can't. Anybody who does is a false prophet. But we can certainly know the signs. Jesus told us to watch for the signs. And Jesus told us to be prepared as if any day is the day. When you live your life every single day in the overflow, then you're ready. That's why it's going to be, it's going to have to be a daily thing. It's going to have to be a daily thing. Amen. Is this helping anybody here tonight? Live your life every single day as if that's the day that the Lord's coming back. Squeeze everything out of every single day. Squeeze the most out of every day. Don't get by. Live in the overflow. Step into the new level. Hallelujah. What was it? Don't settle. Believe God for a higher level. Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's going beyond the normal, the needed, the average, the standard. That's the overflow. And God's calling us into that overflow because he's preparing an overflow for his people. Because we're going to need it. We're going to need it in these final days. And he's not going to leave us by ourselves. He's going to provide Nobody will be able to point a finger at God saying, you, you didn't give me enough to get, get through this thing. No, there's more than enough. There's more than enough, and there will be more than enough, not only to get through, but to shine. To shine. Not just to survive, but to thrive. Amen, Levi. Levi is excited about this message here. 
He's, he's shouting at me. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Filled to overflowing. Filled to overflowing. <laughs> Make sure my whole shadow falls on you here. Shift over here. I was getting a you were getting a quarter shadow. I want you to get the full shadow. So you'll be filled to overflowing. <laughs> this is the key. This is the key. And the church and the third world nations are stepping into this. And bypassing the American church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The days where the American church kind of used to be the standard. Now you got, you got you watch and see people coming out of obscurity. It's amazing. But that's why the Lord sent me here to stir, the, stir up the church. Stir up the church. It's too much has been invested in this nation. But we can't take it for granted. We have to stand and fight for it. We have to believe for our time, for our generation to see a great awakening. We must. We have to contend for these things. We can't just, you know, be nonchalant about it. Because that's how it just, when, you, when you're just kind of casual about it, that's when you lose it. When you fight for it, when, when it becomes something of value, the pearl of great price, you, you'll go sell everything. The pearl, the pearl of great price. You'll go sell everything just to go buy the land. Hallelujah. We have a pearl of great price. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's a hidden gem. It's a hidden treasure. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's happening? Yeah, you. Where are you going? The, the shadow was too strong. Come here. 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 Filled to overflowing. And healed, by the way. Overflow some healing. You guys are something here. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. Filled to overflowing. Filled. To overflowing.
Halleluja. Filled to overflowing. <laughs> Filled to overflowing. How do you say that in Spanish? Filled. Geno. Huh? Geno. Mas Geno. But what's overflowing? Queso. No, no, but. <laughs> I like cheese. Filled. I'll stick the English. Filled. Or maybe Turkish. Dolop. Tashma. This is your year of overflow. 2019. Filled to overflowing. Filled to overflowing. She sat under this for a week in Istanbul. Dolup Tashma Zaman. Kosha Jackson. Filled to overflowing. To overflowing. Filled to overflowing. Get ready. This is a year of overflow. That which had been barren shall overflow with God's blessing. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. You have to stay in this overflow. Otherwise, the stuff around you will just overwhelm you. You are not to be overwhelmed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled to overflowing. Filled, 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 filled to overflowing.
That's why here at the river, this is not like a once in a year thing. This is every, every service. Somebody said to me, can you be filled with joy every service? You better be. Well, you want to be like overflow, uh, over, uh, over, uh, uh, filled and overflow with what? Depression? Let's have a little bit more of a depressed kind of service. Amen. Filled to overflowing. Get the full shadow here. Your shadow passing over people will heal them. Your shadow passing over people will convict them. Your shadow passing over people will release the glory of God, because you shall be overflowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. The days will come when we won't even have to pray for people. We'll just have to pass by them. People will be shaking, falling on the floor. You'll walk into Walmart, people start falling in the aisles. You'll walk into a restaurant, people start falling in the restaurant. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll go on a job. Everyone in the house will start falling under the power of God. Start shaking. What is this? This is that. This is what? This is that. This is that. God's going to pour out of his spirit on all flesh. And he's going to pour out of you. Hallelujah. While Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them. While you speak, Holy Ghost will fall on people. That's the overflow. That's the realm that's available for the church. How come the church is not stepping into it? Because people aren't talking about this. They don't believe for it. They don't understand it. But it's there. It's available. It's just going to take some radical, crazy people who are radical and crazy enough to believe it. Hallelujah. What's happening in that church up in, uh, uh, in Georgia? Pastor got hungry. He started crying out to God. And then the Lord, he saw fire in the baptismal. And the Lord said, I'm going to touch people in there. So they, he started putting his hands in the baptismal. Anybody that comes through those waters, fire, God hits him. Demons come out of him. People start, it's like a truth serum, right? People start <laughs> confessing things. It's the anointing. I mean, it's just one way God's just moving but there's so many other ways it just becomes a point of contact really is what it is but you can become the point of contact you can become the pool you can become the walking pool you can become that you can become that because it's in you you are the pool 
The water is in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we need to start seeing these things. We're gonna, we need to start believing God. I'm telling you, something supernatural is going to begin to happen here in 2019. We're stepping into an overflow. I'm excited about it. Palm Beach County doesn't know what it, what's about to hit him. Glory to God. People have no idea what's about to hit him. People have no idea what's about to, what's about to happen. Glory to God. We need to start having some all-night prayer meetings. Who's going to come pray with me all night? I'm pray all night. I, I've, been, I've been itching. I'm itching. You, you know, we just can't, you know, have an all-night prayer meeting here. But we, we get our place, we're going to have all-night prayer meetings. We're going to start really believing some, some big things. We've we got to start moving some mountains. Those mountains don't move by, you know, a little one-hour dry cleaning service on a Sunday morning. We need to really start moving some mountains. We need to really start moving some things, shifting some things here in the atmosphere in this region. Ripple effect. Shaking. We need to start throwing some stones, amen, in the water to cause some ripple effects. Hallelujah. We need to start moving some things. We need to start shaking up some things here. Hallelujah. We, we need to go beyond the normal. We need to go beyond the standard if you're going to really see a change. We have to. We have to. We have to. We can't, it, it can't be business as usual. It's not going to get the job done. Amen. I didn't come here to deliver 25-minute you know, self-help messages. Came here to see the hand of God move. I like what Smith Wiggles, I'm on Smith Wigglesworth tonight, but man, that's a man. Old school preachers. We need some of them old school preachers. Ah, you and them old school preachers. Yes, old school, holy. We need some old school, good old fashioned Holy Ghost revival. That's the only thing that's going to touch the youth. That's the only thing that's going to touch the youth. Hallelujah. Smith Wigglesworth, he said, if the Holy Ghost don't move, I move the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's time to move the Holy Ghost. Because somebody has to place a demand on what's available. Because much of the church is just scratching the surface. We got to go deeper in the things of God if you really want to see this generation, this nation, turn hallelujah something has to change it can't be business as usual churches are full of compromised believers sitting on their blessed assurances no fire on their tail no conviction no passion no sense of eternity no substance in them no faith so we've got to see something fresh happen and we came here because the lord sent us said go stir it up stir up the church stir up the church that's why we come that's why we come that's why the lord sent us because i believe something amazing is about to happen something big is about to happen <laughs> hallelujah glory to god hallelujah i think the first thing we should do in that building is an all-night prayer meeting 
saturate that place, the parking lot, everything in prayer. People don't even pray anymore. Churches don't even have prayer meetings. Forget all night prayer meetings. They have no prayer meetings. They don't even have a prayer meeting. I watch some of these pastors. They don't even open with prayer anymore. They just get up and do their little, you know, the little oratory thing. People need to pray. We need to pray. We got to be a praying church. The church has to pray. Amen. This one only... This one's only going to come out with prayer and fasting. We got some devils need to come out. Some big devils. Entrenched establishment devils. Only going to be coming out with prayer and fasting. We got to pray. And things in your life will only change if when you pray. You got to pray. You got to get on your face and pray. You got to get on your you got to get on your knees. You got to pray. You got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You got to you got to birth this thing. You got to push this thing through in the Holy Ghost. You got to you got to push this thing through in prayer. Amen. Again, Smith Wigglesworth. I'm on this guy. One of my heroes in the faith. I've read all of his stuff. Radical man. Crazy man. He didn't start preaching until he was 56. He preached until he was 86. Raised over 30 people from the dead. Amen. Some radical stuff. He said, I pray like it all depends on God. And then I go out and I preach and work like it all depends on me. You know, we got to have that. We got to do these things. Amen. Hallelujah. My Lord, I'm stirred up. That building can't happen fast enough. I feel like I'm wearing, I'm wearing a pair of shoes two sizes too small in this place. I'm telling you right now, I'm itching to get some things going. My Lord, hallelujah. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. You have a testimony from the HOJ? Come and share that, and then we'll receive our offering after this. Come tell us, what is this? Come just, well, speak into the microphone. I'll pray tell them. What, what is it? I, I can't, I want to hear it. I just felt a little bit encouraged when he was talking about overflow. Something happened Thursday um, in the HOJ. It was amazing. Um, oof. <laughs> 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 it was powerful. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> it was powerful. Um, I began to put the worship with the kids. And, and suddenly, it's like the glory of God came in that place. I was on my knee in the grass. I was crying uncontrollably. I was just crying and crying and crying. And Brother Ron said, he's here. He's here. And I didn't understand why he was, you know, he's here. Okay, he's here. I feel it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean he's here? I feel it. But suddenly, uh, Brother Ron starts saying, no. I saw Jesus walking around the place. Wow. He saw his, his garment now. He was dressed. He said he saw his hair was very, you know, white. He couldn't see because it was, the light was so strong. And he would just, every, most of the kids under the power of God, 
the Lord gave a word to a young kid and, and to another one. It was just the same thing that is happening here is happening over there. And the crazy part was the Thursday, it just went, it just increased it. I, we couldn't even taught anything. It just, power of God just start. Oof. No, we need <sighs> that to happen. We need that to happen and multiply. We need that multiply. We need that to expand. We need that to happen at a greater level. So what happened there, can you imagine, if that, if that, if that glory came upon a whole community, Next time we do a community outreach, what if that glory of God just rolled in like a wave of the sea, just overwhelmed an entire community, but people didn't even come out to the tent, are shaking in their, and, and weeping and, and, and under the power of God in their, in their homes, trailer homes, uh, 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 motor, what, what are they called? Yeah. Mobile homes or apartments, whatever it is, they begin to shake. I mean, this happened in the second great awakening here in America. In the Cambridge revival, power of God would come upon people on their horses. The horses would go out of control and bring them to the camp meeting and throw them into the, to the altar. The power of God was like a ripple effect. When it hit Cambridge, Kentucky, it spread. People, people literally 10, 15, 20 miles away will start to shake and weep. This happened, this happened in the Welsh revival. All the whales was shaken. Almost 80% of the people were saved. People would go to the pubs and they wouldn't be able to lift the, the beer mugs off of the, the counter, begin to shake and fall on their knees, repent, and the pubs closed down. Rugby teams disbanded because nobody would go to watch a rugby match. I mean, this happened in the past. This is going to happen in the final days. The glory of God is going to cover entire counties, entire nations, entire states. I'm telling you right now, get ready for something big is about to happen. The church must contend for this and overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.